0: Do it now. Live here at Magic Media Day, Brandon Kravitz along with Tyler Karen and our. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. When you think that you're playing an intro, but really it's an interview that we had from months ago with Jonathan Isaac. It's a good old uh, producer mistake, right? Look at that. I wish you guys could see Tyler right now. He's all red faced. Man. Uh, all good Friday feel here on in the zone today and we've got a lot still to get to throughout the course of the afternoon my stone cold locks I've got a number of them for the Super Bowl uh, including I'll just dive further into why I'm picking the Chiefs but then there's more that goes along with all of that definitely going to be bet heavy this weekend as I think if you guys know me you know uh, know us on this show that's how we're going to That's how we're going to do things. We also have our Bold Weekend Predictions. I have whittled down my top five Usher songs uh, on his catalog for me personally, and we'll get to our listener questions. So I do want to throw that out there. We've got Magic Knicks tickets that we're going to award to somebody right in the middle of the 5 o'clock hour. If you have a question that you want to throw our way, you can ask us anything that you want, 50857. It is our live listener mailbag. And we'll get to those questions at about 5.20. But your question could win you tickets to Magic versus Knicks. And I will text somebody back before the end of the day. Now, I know you all lead very busy schedules. You check in as much as you can on this show. We appreciate any minute that you give us. But We've had a lot of Super Bowl coverage over the course of the week. And there's no way that you've been able to catch all of it. So, Tyler did a really good job of whittling it all down, condensing some of the different interviews we had with Randy Moss, not the receiver, the analyst, with Raheem Palmer, with Solomon Wilcox, who's played in a Super Bowl himself, and it's been a busy, hectic Super Bowl week for us. That is why we have produced for you our Super Bowl Super Duper Recap. Super Bowl 58 coming up this weekend. The Chiefs versus the 49ers. And the festivities are all underway at this point. One of our annual uh, routines on this show is to chat with former NFL safety and current NFL broadcaster Solomon Wilcox. Now that we're down to two, the Chiefs and the 49ers, do you feel like we're getting a true representation of the two best teams in the NFL?
1: You know, I think so. I think they um, all, uh, both teams have earned the right to be here. Both have had to go through some tough moments that either was going to pull the team apart or it made them stronger and, and draw close to one another. We know about the Chiefs' struggles with the receivers dropping passes more than any other wide-receiving core in the NFL. The 49ers went through their difficulties with the injuries to Trent Williams, uh, the injury to Debo Sanders. There was a stretch of games. They lost three in a row. Um, and it looked like they were not going to be the number one seed, right? Uh, there was a lot of things taking place, but yet they righted themselves. Both teams did to find themselves before they got into uh, the postseason. And here they are. I will say this. In a day of free agency and salary cap, gone are the days of, of a perfect team with no weak areas on their roster. There's always going to be some teams that are flawed. There's always going to be a team that have maybe some Achilles heel. And it's about can the other teams exploit them? And if you can't, they're going to win a championship. I think we're used to our champions being the juggernaut that has no weak areas. They're so good in so, so many areas. That's why we're doubting if these are the two best teams, right? Because you've got a few other teams that are probably really good and very close to being as good as they were, except that these two teams – one in the tournament and now they're going to play for the final game to determine the champion.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think we got the two best. It was just a windy road to get here. But like you said, that's the reason why is there's a lot more parody in today's league. And everybody's got those, those potholes like Chris was talking about the 49ers. They're, they're a team that's chasing something they haven't accomplished yet. Well, the chiefs are chasing the history books. They win another super bowl and they're in rare air Patriots, Cowboys, Steelers sort of territory as an athlete, uh, as somebody who played the game yourself, which do you think is a tougher mental hurdle to overcome in this long buildup to the game? Someone who hasn't gotten there yet or for the Chiefs' side of trying to accomplish something that is so rare in the world
2: of football?
1: I, I think on the Chiefs' side, the reason why it's rare because <laughs> obviously it's the most difficult thing to do. But more importantly, I think um, the psychology of it all, that once you're there... There's two things you're, you're, you're battling. Nick Saban calls it rat poison. You know, you're, everybody's telling you how great you are, and you're starting to feed on it. You're believing it. And so now your ability and your talents and the things that made you great start to erode, while at the same time, right, everybody's gunning for you. It's like the fastest gun in the West. You know, while you're at the end of the bar in the saloon, somebody's out there practicing Someone's gunning for you. And by the time they pull you out, you're left than at your best. You're not at peak performance. But I'm telling you, man, they've been, they've been dying for this day. And that's, that's, so that's kind of the dynamic, I think, for the Kansas City Chiefs. We know that was the way it was for the Patriots, who really was able to like sustain that success at that level for a very long time. I think that's very rare. Uh, but that's where the Chiefs now find themselves. It, you were to look watch the opening ceremonies last night, there was more people cheering for the Niners and almost booing the Kansas City Chiefs as if they're tired of seeing the Chiefs win, they're hungering for something new, and uh, they want to see um, the champion fall in this game. But you're right, if the if the if the Chiefs win back to back that that's a hell of an accomplishment and I think that's the most difficult thing to do. Keep the
0: Super Bowl chatter going. We're welcoming in our next guest, betting analyst from NBC Sports, former NFL Network analyst Randy Moss. Do you find it odd then that the Chiefs are getting so much public love here? Uh, that, but yet they're still technically the underdog for this game because it doesn't feel like that, and we usually don't get that. Usually, the underdog in the game feels like the underdog in conversation leading up to the game, and it's reversed. So, are you are you surprised that it's that it's working out that way, and that we haven't seen the line shift with, uh, to the Chiefs being favorites here with it being such a small number at one and a half?
2: Yeah, I'm a little bit surprised, and I think it's because the sharp guys that really drive the line aren't going to be the types that are going to let the past uh, the Chiefs pass Super Bowl successes. Uh, influence them as much as a, as a casual fan would, right? I mean, having said that, though, there is definitely something to be said for the Super Bowl experience that, you know, that guy, a guy like Patrick Mahomes and, and Travis Kelsey, et cetera, et cetera, have. Um, but it's just one of the things that makes this game so fascinating that it's so evenly matched.
0: Do you have a lean on this game personally?
2: Yeah, I do. I have a lean. That, that's a good way to put it. Um yeah, it's so many times it's almost become a cliche that, uh, in the, in the NFL at the end of the season, it all comes down to who's playing best at the very end, right? Who's got the momentum, you know, who's really peaking going into the postseason. And, uh, the Chiefs since Christmas, since the Christmas day game, they both played on Christmas. Since then, the Chiefs are five and one against the spread. The 49ers are one and four. The Chiefs seem to be really finding their best stride now. And I think they've kind of figured out, I think Andy Reid has sort of figured out that this is a different Chiefs team. They're not as explosive on offense for whatever reason as they have been in the past five years that Mahomes has been the quarterback. And they're really leaning more on their defense to win games than they have in the past. And that's been the recipe now for the final few regular season games and in the postseason. And by contrast, the 49ers seem to be struggling a little bit. Uh, they've fallen behind a couple of times in the playoffs and made some improbable comebacks. Brock Purdy, uh, for all his accuracy during the regular season, hasn't been as accurate in the postseason. He's had several balls that probably should have been intercepted and weren't. Uh, so I think the two teams are moving in slightly different directions right now, and that's the way I separate them. So I give the Chiefs the advantage. So, I think by the way, this is the best job Andy Reid has done in his tenure so far, uh with the Chiefs.
0: Yeah, I mean hitting the hitting the stride at the exact right time, it just felt like all year long this team was a mess and all of a sudden they look like the best version of themselves. And outside of Travis Kelsey, who do we really feel great about in this offense? Uh and, and right. this is a guy this is a coach that in years past had you go back to the Eagles, had Terrell Owens at one point to work with.
2: And I don't think people really realize uh, how up against it the Chiefs were going into this season. Uh, Warren Sharp, in his annual uh, uh, preseason extravaganza that he releases every year, uh, had some fantastic statistics on the way the schedule makers had severely disadvantaged the Chiefs going into this year. Not just the teams they were playing, but the rest. That opponents had in the Chiefs games compared to the rest that the Chiefs had. Mm. It was almost unprecedented um, how the schedule was stacked against the Chiefs. And when they went three and five during that period of time in the middle of the season, you know, I was wondering if that was going to be their undoing. Uh, but they somehow managed to turn it around. The defense of Steve Spagnolo has been absolutely sensational. And I think right now they're going in a slightly better direction than the 49ers have done.
0: Oh, this is the big one. Raheem Palmer, betting analyst from The Ringer. Catch him on The Ringer Gambling Show Podcast at I Am Rostradamus for all of his daily insights on life. Everybody wants to hear what you're thinking in terms of the Super Bowl. Chiefs and 49ers, of course, line opened up at minus two and a half for San Francisco. Quickly got bet down to minus one and a half. What's the right side in your opinion? Have you taken a financial stance yet? And for the record, people on our text line taking bets themselves on where you are on this game and wow. uh, yeah. <laughs> and That's we'll see. So they yeah, they're leaning 49ers.
3: That's where I'm leaning right now. It's tough for me because obviously you guys know I do have those 10 to 1 Kansas City Chiefs futures I did cash the future on the Chiefs to win the AFC. And when I look at this game, it's basically a product of what do you think these teams are now? Are they the team that they were the entire season? Because if it, if that's the case, San Francisco should be five point favorites in this game. But if they're the team that they were over the last three weeks, then you have to make this game a pick'em, and the Chiefs should be favored. So I, I've had a tough time trying to decide that. I mean, when you look historically for a team like the Forty ers who they're favored in the Super Bowl, but they haven't covered in the prior two games in the playoffs, those teams are four straight up since two thousand. So. It's a tough proposition to think that they're gonna turn it around, but that said I do think they can turn this around. So I would lean towards the forty nine. I'm still deciding on the side. I'm gonna be honest with you. <laughs> I may end up just sitting on the side as far as the side because I just think this is a game where I'm still struggling to figure out what these teams are. Um but I have a lot of other props and things I like. I'm
0: trying I'm just trying to figure out and I don't I have not heard a lot of people take San Francisco. You're the closest of all the people that we've talked to this week already, I think you're the closest that's come uh, to uh, to a straight-up San Francisco pick. Where is their clear-cut advantage? It's not at quarterback. It might not even be on defense because Kansas City's defense is so stout. It's definitely not with head coach. Got to give Andy Reid the nod there as good as Shanahan is. So I'm just trying to figure out where the edge is for San Francisco. Maybe that D-line, but... Is that enough to go against Kansas City? Well, I mean,
3: here's the thing. Baltimore beat themselves. We know Baltimore should have won that game. And when you look at how the Kansas City Chiefs have played, offensively, they still left a lot to be desired. So you're talking about a Chiefs team, which is what? If I read it down now, they were 25th in rushing EPA per play. So Christian McCaffrey is going to have a field day. Like, you, you have to expect that. And if Christian McCaffrey has a field day, that opens things up for the rest of the offense. And you look at this Chiefs defense. I know that they've been great, and I know they've been holding teams below expectation um, in the second half of games, but they haven't played an offense like this 49ers. Look who they played. They played the Baltimore Ravens, and we know Lamar Jackson. Um, he, he's kind of had problems in the playoffs. They, they played the Buffalo Bills, who they were kind of bombed out and depleted, they still pushed them around on the ground. And then they played the Miami Dolphins who were just dead as fried chicken. Or <laughs> that eventually they played the Cincinnati Bengals. So who have they really played that are that's up on this level? You could almost argue that the NFC had better offenses. I mean, you look at the Detroit Lions, you look at the Green Bay Packers, you look at the 49ers. Those offenses were the, among the best in the postseason You can't say the same about the the, the offenses in the AFC. So, I think the Forty ers they're in a prime position to be able to get off.
0: There. So my counter to that point is I think you're right. It, the only thing that is missing from that analysis for me is that those offenses you talk about that went up against San Francisco did a really good job in moving the ball up and down the field. They just faded down the stretch. That's not going to happen to the chiefs. So that's, that's yeah. where I fall short too. Is like, okay, if Kansas city can move the ball the way that the lions and the Packers did, and they take a lead into the fourth quarter. The game is over.
3: I mean, you, the one thing is, is, is crazy, though. The Chiefs, the Chiefs didn't score in the second half last week. Like, they didn't score a single point. And I don't know, like, think about how many games that we've watched over the years. And I'm pretty sure we've watched thousands and thousands of NFL games. It's rare when you see a team not scoring the second half and still manage to win that game. So I think you're going to have sharps on both sides. It's a very tough game, but I, I I don't think I think people are wrongly counting out um, San Francisco. Yeah, They're favorites for a reason.
0: There you go. That was our Super Bowl Super Duper recap as we prepare you for the festivities this weekend, Super Bowl Fifty Eight, and that is only going to heat up here as we get into my stone cold locks of the week, the final one of the year next.